Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 142 of Shades of Brown. Uh, we return. We return. Like, we took a, I mean, return is probably the wrong word. We, we just took a, like, we didn't want to talk about it last week because I was tired and also, like, uh, the well, Apple Well, actually, stuff. right before we recorded, right? So basically, the main reason we held off is because it's because it's 2020 right this there's basically what was going on is just like more of the epic news but like as we sat down in the discord to start up microsoft had just filed a legal brief and then there was the um legal proceeding the next day so it was sort of like we could record then or we just wait a little bit right because then we have more of the cohesive story and also to see if uh if Apple actually followed through on some of their some of their attempts, right? So let's get let's. Uh, so before we get into the Epic versus Apple uh, Apple thing, we have one one side, I guess. Thing Pull it's, out it's, your it's, bingo cards, everyone, because we're about to talk about WordPress. Okay. Uh, so so this happened was uh, on 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 I guess on uh, last Friday, uh, like August twentieth, twenty one. Um, uh, the one, the, the, the person who, uh, runs, uh, automatic, which is the company that does, uh, WordPress development and also runs WordPress.com, uh, was like, Hey, we, we, we haven't done an update on the iOS, WordPress iOS app because Apple was like, we got you gotta add, uh, an in-app purchase for, for this app because you are, uh, apparently selling, uh, premium WordPress.com premium through, through this. So you gotta, you gotta add this. And turns out, turns out, no, turns out it was like, it was literally a page that like said what WordPress.com premium was. It didn't even allow you to buy it. I believe like it, it didn't let you buy it from the app. You, you would have to do it from a web browser. Uh, but. And then Apple was like, yeah, you can, you have to have an in-app purchase. And everybody was like, fuck off. Like, this is a free, <laughs> this is I a think free- we need, I think we need to point out a couple things too about this. So A, the WordPress iOS app is open source under the GPL. Fun fact, which we really don't have time to get into the app store. And I actually, I think this applies to the Google Play Store. Don't quote me on that, but I know for a fact Apple's apps are due to some like the DRM and code signing stuff you have to do actually violates the GPL, right? So technically, any application in the app store technically is violating the GPL, even if it's open source. But on top of that, what makes it more super fun is that Apple's trying to get them to add proprietary in-app purchases to buy domains through the GPL free open source WordPress app, which it's, it's beautiful to me because, you know, you know, right? Like who no one sits down at their phone and thinks to themselves, you know what? I'm going to download the WordPress app and set up a, a site for my business through like the app. Because A, you can't do it through the app, right? You can only edit posts and stuff through the WordPress app. You can't even like set up a whole blog. Like you'd have to do it on a, like a, probably a desktop web browser. Like it's really like one of those things that you just, just have to use a desktop web browser for that. And yeah, you're not going to like, yeah, you're not gonna like you. You gotta just log in with your existing account if that's that's what the WordPress stock, the WordPress app, iOS app is for. It's what you use with existing WordPress because installs. the it also works right, not with just WordPress.com, right? No, it works with it works, with, it works with any WordPress installed. It just uses the uh, XML RPC API that that WordPress has to interact with with the with a WordPress install. So if you have a WordPress install, you can use the WordPress iOS app to interact with it. Um, and yeah, like that's that that happened, and then uh, and then apparently Apple was like, uh, oh, "Oh, right, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, but you don't have to add uh, in-app purchases to our app. Uh, that was a mistake. My bad." You know what happened, right? You know what happened. Basically, well, this is like my hot take, but or like my theory. But basically, I'm willing to bet, like, someone inside Apple is like, "Bro, not WordPress. We can't. We can't. Not not Word. We can't fight WordPress because WordPress is like a thirty percent of the internet. I think the last, like, I'm. I think it's it's at least around a third of the internet. It's a lot. It's 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 a lot. It's uh, WordPress. Yeah, WordPress you can't go after WordPress and not look good, right? WordPress is like the one project, like automatic in general. Like they don't do anything bad in terms of like capitalist capitalism and companies right like automatics not that bad you're never gonna look good going after wordpress yeah you you just look like a bully right like you just look like a company like it's not like it's not a good look for apple because it's like first of all obviously the wordpress project 
is an open source project. Uh, like and, uh, WordPress.com is just a way for automatic to, I guess, fund the development of the, uh, of the, like, of the, of the, uh, of the core Word, WordPress code base, right? Like it's, it's the way to fund that. Uh, WordPress.com is, is a service that they provide to, for people who want to do that. And like, it, do, it doesn't make you look good. Like WordPress is a lot of people depend on WordPress for their livelihood, right? Like this, this, this stuff like tech bloggers as well who use WordPress, right? Like, like Ben Thompson was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, because Ben Thompson uses WordPress, right? Uh, so like it just like, it just doesn't like you're not gonna make any friends like anywhere. Like it's it's not gonna make you any friends. Like it's not gonna make you look good. And for what? You're not gonna really like what money are you? Like, you're not like you're not gonna make any money of of that inner purchase in a WordPress app. Like I, I'm like I'm just yeah. That was just a bad idea all around. Uh, and they shouldn't have done it. Nah, bro. You know, you know, if I'm an IT pro, as Microsoft calls them, if I'm an accountant at a company, you know, you know where I manage the invoicing for our couple hundred dollar a month WordPress install through WordPress.com, right? I totally pull out the company iPad and use the use a personal Apple account on that iPad to buy it through the WordPress app. That's exactly what I want to do instead of you know doing a proper invoicing system or anything else that's probably more and more accountable legal wise. You know, fuck it. Mask off. I'm using a company credit card on that iOS app to buy WordPress premium for my business yeah totally it's just it's just it's just asinine so that's that's the story it's just indicative of apple as a whole right now and that's what we're gonna like get into in into like the next topic which is i guess the main topic for the day is the is the epic versus apple debacle that's, that's continuing to happen and so last time we left up was when the when the epic filed their uh lawsuits against both apple and Google and then uh Apple uh, was like they are gonna they were they threatened to like uh basically kick uh Epic and the Unreal Engine off Mac and iOS, right? Uh that was that was a thing. Uh Yeah, that's where we left off basically. And so so what's happened since then though is that there was um I forgot, like, it's basically, I forgot the legal term for it, but Epic went ahead and filed, like, a stop on it, right? For, like, a, a, a mini proceeding just to have that order, that stop while the actual trial happens. And so, Microsoft also filed a brief in support of Epic. Well, mostly in support of the Unreal Engine, not the Fortnite stuff, because Microsoft totally charges 30% on the Xbox Store, but we don't need to talk about that. But, so they... But the, there's a couple of things, and I mean, I guess we can go back into some more theory stuff, right? But the first great part about Microsoft's brief is that they use Forza Street as an example of why Unreal would hurt their business. Now, I want everyone listening to raise your hand. So firstly, raise your hand if you, A, have played Forza. Oh, no one's raised it. Have you heard of it? No, no one's raising their hand as well? Yeah, it turns out there's a free-to-play uh, Forza game. I downloaded it. It's trash, by the way. And actually, I'd be fine with it not being on the App Store. <laughs> But I think Forza Street was the example they used because it is the I think one of their only games that uses Unreal Engine. Uh, I think on mobile, yeah, on mobile. That's what I meant. Like it's it's a it's an iOS game, uh, uh, an Android game as well, I believe, uh, and it, it uses uh, Unreal Engine. So I guess that's the only example they had to use, I guess. But it is kind of funny that you picked a game that really nobody cares about. Uh, but but it is it is a, I mean it is a good example of like yeah if this if if Unreal Engine was not like like available for use uh like if it like on iOS or like if they couldn't develop it further it would affect the development of this of this particular game. And they also did mention too that it would affect it on Mac as well. Because I mean, obviously, jokes aside, like LOL, there are no games on Mac, right? But VFX Studios, right? I don't, I don't know. If, I can't remember if we talked about it much. We probably skipped over it. But Unreal powers a lot of like VFX stuff for like Final Cut, right, or Adobe Premiere. Like a lot of the tools that are safe for doing CGI work, right? They're usually using a game engine as the back end. Because why not, right? Like it's built like. It's offline rendered instead of real time rendered, but they're basically the same thing, right? Obviously, there's differences because you get more performance, or you'd rather you can get higher fidelity seeds if you're doing offline rendering. But the core of it still uses a game engine, and as well, even though no one's makes games for Max, right? 
lots of people use do vfx works on macs right like the reason that like the mac pro comes with it comes with like really weird gpu configurations that don't make sense for gamers right is that that kind of compute is makes sense for vfx studios right like if you're doing cgi work you'd actually want those kind of like dual gpu setups or the ones that are super high in vram but maybe not high in clock clock speed or whatever but you know you'd want there's sort of configurations that work for that and so unreal is also pretty popular on the mac like popular i guess in air quotes because it's mostly just expensive studios but there are uses for it on mac os of vfx work and killing that specifically is one of the arguments that they had during um epic's brief right because like Disney, I mean, fuck Disney, but also Disney uses it, right? And that's like a pretty big, pretty big st- film studios they have over there. And so basically what the judge said, the judge said, listen, Fortnite, yeah, kick them out, right? That's one thing. But Epic just, or Unreal just seems retaliatory. And so you're not able to throw them out. So they, basically the right now, Epic's um, developer account has been closed. And what this means specifically is... Because there's sort of a couple different layers of how fucked you can get by Apple on Mac or iOS. So the the highest level of, oh, you fucked fucked is revoking your your keys. Which basically means because of, we've talked about it on prior episodes, but the TLDR of it is applications on Mac OS and iOS all have to go through gatekeeper, right? They'll have to have, a, they'll have to be code signed. And what Apple can do, of course, since they have the registry of valid keys, right, is they can blacklist it. And if they blacklist the key, what happens is that's when you get the fun prompt on macOS. I think we've talked about it. The one that says, this application is not safe. Move to trash. That's the only option you get when you try and open it. And what happens on iOS? What happens on iOS? Just the app just doesn't launch. Yeah, you open an it and message? it goes back to the home screen. You remember that when Facebook got their enterprise certificate revoked, right? And all their apps stopped working. It's the same thing that would happen for Fortnite. You would tap on it and then it would go straight to the home screen with no error message. They didn't do that. They revoked a developer account, which means the keys are still valid. But obviously, outside of not being able to update the app or spin new apps, you also get removed from the app store so you can't even download it even if you purchase the app you can't access customer reviews you also can't issue refunds or view your billing you know all of that is removed and so that's what happened to epic's account right now they're now currently entirely out of the app store and epic being petty is blaming apple and truthfully i think we have some more theory stuff i think we'll probably get into but ultimately ultimately Epic didn't have to let this happen because there's a court date, right? So Epic could have just removed it and put the game back in the app store. And yes. Okay, so so this is what the judge said. The judge said to uh ju- the judge said to Epic that there is currently no irreparable harm to Epic, Rogers wrote, because the current predicament appears of Epic's own making. Uh your like your client created the situation. Rogers, uh, I guess which is the judge's name, told Epic. Uh, Lawyers for Epic in Monday night's hearing. Your client does not come to this action with clean hands. In my view, you cannot have irreparable harm when you create the harm yourself, right? So, so in, in the judge was like, "Yeah, I'm going to give you this uh, temporary uh, uh, restraining order, blocking Apple from like forwarding with with terminating the uh, the uh, like the uh, the Unreal Engine stuff, but like." But the rest of it, you there's you did this, like you, uh, like you started this, right? Basically, like you, you, yeah, because they still have the court date, right? Because in theory, Epic, it's, Epic still has argument that hey, we added this Apple and let us add, it, and now we're taking them to court over antitrust stuff, right? But the fact that Fortnite either remains in the app store or not in the app store, they can be like, well, Apple, we had a, Apple wouldn't let us do this, we had to change it to keep it in the app store, right? They. They could, it, it doesn't hurt, or rather, it doesn't like remove the lawsuit if they were to remove it to put it back into the app store. I mean, ultimately, like, I don't really agree with the base premise of it, but the whole entire we're going to keep, um, and this is something I do want to focus on, right? Epic are targeting gamers to try and make them pawns and make them upset, right, at Apple so they can put the Epic Game Store on mobile. And more importantly, in the part that I think is objectively fucked up, regardless of wherever you sit on this, is. They're going after children. They're trying to weaponize children, right? Like 11-year-olds, right? And like 12-year-olds and like 10-year-olds, kids who are playing Fortnite, kids who also don't understand the App Store model. Because even, I think, like even for most like adults, right? Unless like you're really into computers, like the whole entire software distribution model isn't something that's clear to most people. Obviously, you know, you go to the App Store to get software, but 
sort of right that there's distribution methods that you could say get software online before and that there's like ways of managing keys and stuff right like any of that technical stuff really is abstracted out and sort of weaponizing children in general and just in general is um really gross in general is it's a it's just yeah it's not i yeah and, and as the judge said I think the judge was actually the judge in this case was very smart. Uh, it's the same uh, judge from the um, the Silk Road, Silk Road case, trial. Yeah, he knows he knows what he's doing. She, uh, is it she? A woman? Oh, actually, is it? Is it? Um, I thought it was can a woman. Can you look that up while I, while I like it's? I the judge said that yeah, this Apple uh, the Apple was an epic thing. Like Epic created the situation of their own making. They planned this all the whole thing out. They had the lawsuit ready. They had everything planned out. Yeah, they, it's a woman. They, it's a Judge Yvonne um, Gonzalez Rogers. Okay, okay. Uh, so Judge Rogers was. Like yeah, this is this is you created the situation. This there is the, the irreparable harm is not a thing because you you created this uh, problem. Uh, and the there is uh, the public hearing is set for September twenty eighth. So I would imagine at this point, at this point, what the current state is is that Apple terminated uh, Epic's iOS App Store privileges. Uh, I guess access. Uh, which means that the Fortnite app is no longer available for download from the App Store. It is no longer visible. It will no longer show up in search. It will, if you, if you already have the app, you can launch it and use it, but it is basically useless because it does not matter. You also cannot reinstall it though if you delete it. This is like a PT style situation, right? So if you delete it, right, like PT, you can no longer get off the PSN store. It's yeah. like Flappy Bird, right? Like it's like Flappy Bird. Remember Flappy Bird? Uh, the developer, did remember the developer took it off the App Store, I believe. And uh, if you had a copy still, you could you could play it, but otherwise it was it was like gone. Uh, so that's just like it's the same situation, and it's like the the app you can like the app is out of sync with the other version so you cannot even really play it anymore like the server version is going to be different than the like the client and the server will will i guess the client will just be like hey uh, the server version so no what they've done is that ios players are now on their own instance of the server with mac players and that's it uh, okay they're completely cut so, off okay so all right so they cut yeah. off okay so it's not great because you're not great you know, the hashtag latest season of fortnite you know uh you're not getting the new uh what is it cold war uh no that's modern warfare that's uh, wrong game <laughs> wait was which i uh, sorry I, I get all these it's, it's a marvel games. it's a marvel a marvel thing or marvel time okay I, I get all these triple a events stuff mixed up but yeah uh you can you're not in you're not gonna get the latest content you know the marvel theme stuff uh is not happening so if you are here for, for an ios uh or mac os fortnite player uh first of all why do you play Fortnite on macOS, but that's a different question. Well, uh, I mean, the iOS one, and this is like more, I guess, like more personal side. Like, I've had like family members reach out and be like, "Hey, what happens? Like, what happens to my V Bucks? Right? Like, I have family members who have bought. They have iPads, right? It's like their primary computers because that's what happens with a lot of kids nowadays, right? And you're just kind of like out of money. So the V Bucks are bought through like the the, the V Bucks are on the Epic account, right? And that means that if you Play um, so to clear this confusion up for anyone who might be wondering. If you bought V Bucks through through the uh, Fortnite iOS app, those V Bucks are like on your Epic Games account. So if you play on a different platform, say Xbox or PlayStation or PC, the V Bucks are still going to be there. It's because it's 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 just on the Epic Games account, right? So your the th- the skins you might have bought or the V Bucks that are still on the account, they are still going to be there. Uh, because those are on Epic servers, obviously, and those those will those will remain, uh, so people don't have to worry about. But I mean, you uh, have to have another console, right? That's sort of the thing. Because in the case of in the case of some people I know who have reached out to me, right? Like, he's uh, also once again, we I, I need to always add the context. This is 2020, and we're probably about to be in a global recession, right? And a lot of people, a lot of kids are doing distance learning. And what do most schools require? They either give you a Chromebook or an iPad. If you have an iPad, your iPad's probably the only computer you have. Um, computer and air quotes i guess because what is a computer but but right it's you're just sort of fucked right now because you may have had for the like the kids right they may have their parents spend money on v bucks right because it's it happens that's how people play games nowadays even if me and you don't really do it right like that's that is objectively how people play games and they're just kind of fucked over mm, it's just buying cosmetics so like i'm not like judging anybody for that and it's also that yeah, now you're just like sort of like in a bad like you. It just makes sticks like it's not. 
it, it, I love how the entire like angle that Epic is t- taking is, hey, look, it, Apple is threatening your favorite game. But really, like right now, like Epic is using its its iOS and macOS user bases as collateral, right? Like they're using it as a as a you know, Epic is basically like right. They're basically saying, "Hey, kids, kids specifically, look at what Apple made us do. We just wanted to give you uh, more ways to buy V bucks, and look at what they made us do. And granted." Yes, are the rules bad? They are bad, but these these things don't live in a vacuum, right? The fact that they're weaponizing children is still gross and still very, very just fucked in multiple sorts of ways, right? They are they're using the user base as a weapon, and uh, they're also making it in a way in their marketing that the user base thinks that they are being that they are part of the fight, that they are like they are the ones like really affected by this. I mean, they are affected by this, but the one that's like that, like the way Epic is like the way Epic is messaging this is definitely in a very uh, deliberate and way that is not completely what is actually happening is, is that Epic in reality is Epic is just wants more money here. Like it's, this is the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is this is again, uh, as we mentioned this last week, it's, it's billion dollar corporations fighting each other and, uh, people who use the application is, uh, are going to be the ones affected by this. So whoever wins, you're not going to be the winner. Right. Uh, yeah. Also, I think we, we skipped over this last week, but I think I want to just bring this up again because it's an important part to note. Epic's complaint, right, is that they don't want sideloading on iOS. They want the ability for you to install the Epic Game Store through the App Store and the Play Store, which which is very different, right? Very, very, very different than having sideloading. Because that because also the idea of installing an app store app store through an app store is just kind of <laughs> fucky and I that's kind of like, funny too. Yeah, what? But yeah. Secondly, like they I I get I, there's no way for me to phrase this without kind of sounding like a little of a bootlicker, so I'm still going to say it, but I'm aware that it sounds like it. But they basically want to ride for free on Apple and Google's infrastructure, right, to push their own store, which is really weird when you think about it. Because obviously, right, I still think this, the fees should be lower on the app store. Developers get more money, but sort of the idea that oh, we built the distribution model. We built, we have the servers for it, and you just want to use it to make your own storefront and our own storefront is, I actually don't agree with that being the play. I think you should have side loading, right? Like letting Epic just sign, right, an iOS app and distribute it on the web. Fine. That's more than fine. But them being like, well, no, people don't sideload. Windows proves otherwise that people are fine downloading our, our binaries from the internet, but what do I know? But right, like the idea, they're like, no, you have to get it through the app store. And that's what we legally want you, the judge to make make you do is actually just weird. I don't know. I, that's, that's strange. It's, it's very, it's sort of a hedge, right? They're hedging that Apple for Apple to allow side loading would be a step too far. Like they wouldn't do it, but like to make it so that they can, instead have them allow another app store to be installable through the iOS Apple app store is less of a stretch for Apple to allow. Like, I think that's the hedge they're making, uh, which, uh, which is, you know, uh, I, I, like, I don't know how, how that is going to turn out, uh, long term and how, what's going to happen here. But I don't think Apple is going to move budge on either of those uh, options. Honestly, I think they would rather allow sideloading like a gatekeeper-like service, right? Because the thing is, too, you can allow sideloading, say it's open, and just basically do what they're doing on Mac OS, right? And because I doubt that the political system in this country really knows the difference between code-signed applications and unrestricted binaries running on your computer, I actually think that they'd probably be able to get away with that. And ultimately, I also think that that wouldn't be that bad of a move, but... Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously, like, this, this is sort of, sort of, I will, I will accept that there, I'm, le- I'm leading into partial bootlicker land here. But at the same time, right? Like, if I had a bookstore and someone came in and was like, hey, I want to sell my own books here in your, on your storefront and you should legally let me do that. I would be like, I mean, like you can just set up shop next door, I guess, not on in my store, but like- right, exactly, right, 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 right. And that that this is why, like, also like the Google. Uh, on a side note, is that the Google Play Store actually explicitly does not allow other app stores to be installable through the Google Play Store. 
so that's that's a thing that that is that uh, like you, you can sideload on Android, uh, but you that app source for example the F like for example F Droid right F Droid the F Droid app like App Store app itself cannot be on the Google Play Store. You have to install the APK like you have to basically sideload the APK and then allow it permission to install apps and uh, uh that uh, like you know like that's that's what you have to do basically. Uh, Which I think is fine, truthfully, because like. I mean, you got different levels of this, right? Like, we okay, here's a good example. You have a Mastodon app that federates a Nazi instances, which we can't get removed from the Play Store. It has happened before, right? Right? And then you, so what happens? Does Google remove Asteroid then? Or do they force Asteroid to remove that app or else they remove it, right? Like, you have so many layers of policy here. I think it just becomes a logistical nightmare to try and have, like, multiple app stores in, in contained in one general app store, right? Yeah, it's a, like a matryoshka doll of app stores. Like you, you cannot, like it's not a good time. Like that's, that's, I can see why the platforms wouldn't let other app stores be distributable through the, its own app store. Like that's, I can see the, like the problems there. Like I can see the sort of like, how do you how do you manage policy there like it's it's kind of like a like imagine if you had to install steam through the microsoft store right like imagine how gross that'd be because a you're using the microsoft store but b like what (laughs) yeah like first of all don't like it's not good uh second of all yeah that would be a nightmare like you that's that's not that's yeah that's yeah it's 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 not it's so this on this uh, on this like no this is not apple this is not oh so not apple uh this is not uh, epic related but also facebook related thing happened which made facebook look like the good guy in the situation which is actually incredible um is that apple um there was a there's a purchase screen in the um in the facebook app i'm guessing right For uh, facebook an, marketplace right for selling facebook things marketplace. so there yep. was a new feature where you can have paid online events right uh and uh, Facebook said that uh, they don't take a fee from this, right? Because they are like, this is for small businesses, right? Like they don't take a fee from this, right? Oh, that's fine. That's good. Uh, and then on iOS, though, they had to put a notice. They, they put a notice on the bottom of the purchase button that says Apple takes 30% of this purchase. So $9.99 in this, uh, the, the example that there is there. So they'll take 30% of that $9.99. Uh, and then Apple was like, hey, uh, you cannot have that text there. You cannot have, as they quote, it sh- uh, app developers shouldn't include uh, irrelevant information, including but not limited to information about Apple or the development process. Which, you know, like, <laughs> like you're making Facebook look good. Like, I, I don't know how to put this in other ways. It's like, it just... It just makes like Facebook look like the good guy here, which which is like, you know, very telling. Like, Apple just... Like just you know, that, that that that's all that is. It's just like you just make app like Facebook look like. I don't know what else to say about this. Like other than that, you like you you just there's why like I mean yeah, it's technically a rule violation, but really, do you want to like I uh it's 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 which is it's I guess it sort of leads like to the theory part of this, right? Which is what once again we're about to ponder what computers are, but. <laughs> but like so, no <laughs> it's becoming the verge cast now uh <laughs> <laughs> but i mean the, the whole argument with this right is that apple can do this because it is a app console right and not a general purpose computer and because right the game consoles also have 30 percent rules um ditto android right and obviously the windows 10 store i think is a little bit lower one but and so the the argument that this is not a general purpose computer, but an app console is I I don't know where I fall on this one, truthfully, because I, I guess like, yes, obviously, it's a general purpose computer in terms of you are doing computing on it generally. But at the same time, to call it an app console, that's also true to an extent because you download software from one source and you launch that software and also Android is also very similar. It's a little looser, right? But I think the analogy still works. It appears ultimately i guess you can do it through some apps on android but i don't think it's something people really do right you don't like you don't go ahead and just arbitrarily build software for your android device on your android device right and you don't do the same thing on an ios device they're mostly meant for like software that's installed from the central repository and then launched right 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 and it's sort of i 
I can see the argument for both ways, right? Like I don't, I just can't, I can't, I have not drawn a solid opinion on if I think that it's a truly a general purpose computing platform in the same way that say like a Linux computer is. Or a Windows computer, maybe like still, still Windows is still, I would consider a general purpose operating system at this point. Like, I mean, obviously things like Windows 10S or uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, the 10X, right. I would say 10X is more like a console app. Console, 10, right? 10X is a console, but like Windows 10, like the one I'm using right now, like I could, I could download Windows EXEs from the internet and run them without much of a problem. Like I could just run them. I could just, you know, as long as they're compatible with this version of Windows, I can run them, right? Um, like, I, I, like the thing is, Epic, I think this is what, uh, there was a piece on Ars Technica about how Epic's, like, is angling this as a battle for open platforms and they're conveniently ignoring the the consoles, right? Uh, like how the consoles are also closed marketplaces with platform, like the vend, like the platform owner, uh, controls the fees and the, and the, the platform, right? Like, so Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are, are, you know, take the, take similar fees, uh, like 30% or more or less. Like it's, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Especially too, if with consoles, right? If we look at what they are hardware wise, right? Like, I mean, Sony, I think, I think this, I think this specific point is going to apply more to Microsoft than Nintendo and Sony. But what is an Xbox? It said for like an eight, like an eight year old AMD CP, uh, computer running, a, running Windows, right? Like, obviously there's it's a specialized build of Windows with a special UI, but it's based, it's literally an AMD CPU and GPU and APU, right? Running Windows 10. That also happens to be running like a 10 foot UI on top of Windows 10. Like technically that's how it's built because the Xbox can run UWP apps just fine. And Microsoft could probably get Win32 apps to work on if not much effort, right? It's just, it's, we don't consider it a general purpose computer because they sell it. They don't sell it as one, but technically like an Xbox is in fact just in a 64 bit like PC, right? That has like HDMI on it. It's a display port. Right. It is. But I think, I think the distinction here is that the consoles while being 64 bit PCs that right now, are still general, not general purpose computers because their software is restricted in such a way as not to be stuff like they're, they're basically like closed ecosystems, right? Like you have to go through Microsoft or Google, or Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo to get, get like your game or application running on these, on these devices, right? Uh, so uh, Fortnite is like, but what, like Epic Games is like, well, consoles are different because they are they provide like, like uh like like a value, right? Like Sony and Nintendo like are not. I I, I really don't get the argument that Epic is making is that like consoles are somehow different from iOS. Like uh, the console market is somehow a different style of market. Because you remember when they said like about the lock-in cost, right? Like I would argue that's probably more true of games than it is on the on the phone side. Because what's the cost of switching from a phone? Um, and please, like Epic saying that people are locked in Apple services. Look, who? No one. Maybe Apple Music. No one's paying for Apple TV, Apple Arcade, or Apple News, right? Like no one actually pays for that. But you might be stuck into iMessage. iMessage might be a, like a lock-in. Uh, but the cost there. of switching away from iMessage, right, is far less because the problem, right? So here's, I guess here's a valid point. I can't buy a gaming PC because I have to rebuy a lot of games, right? Like it's like, we've talked about this before, right? If I was to build one, it's not really just the hardware cost, right? Like, sure, I could save up and ball out on a $2,000 PC. How much more am I spending on Steam when I get that computer, right, to rebuy games? Exactly. How much more money are you spending on buying uh, buying all these games that you want to play again, right? Like, Whereas, like, uh, what's it on a phone, right? Where you're just, okay, you switch from iOS to Android. I guess you just cancel off a music for a month and switch to Spotify, right? Same music's there. Like, you have Twitter on both phones. You have Facebook on both. It's not really that high of a switching cost. Maybe you might get dunked on in the group chat, but I mean, it's 2020. Everyone's on Discord or, I guess... Uh, we- yeah, yeah. Or WhatsApp. Well, just, you know, just using WhatsApp, right? Uh, or whatever else. Like, it's... Yeah, it's I like I don't I don't really like this epic argument is very focused on Apple's specific thing and they they're basically like yeah this is like consoles are fine let's just not talk about the consoles uh which I I like I I think the court case is going to bring up the consoles and the judges uh are going to hear arguments on that note as well like i think this is gonna be a recurring theme because it's not this is an this is a glaring 
weak point in Epic's, I guess, arguments. And I think like the opposition in this case, Apple or Google will will bring that up uh, for sure. Right. Because I think too that like with phones, I think people realize that iPhone's a managed system, right? Like I don't like I, there's this assumption that oh people aren't technical enough, right? That they don't know that they're getting locked in when they buy Apple stuff. That's a damn lie. That's a damn lie. There are I have maybe maybe and this is me as someone who's worked in like support roles talking to regular folk for a good amount of time, right? And I still think that people know for a fact that you can customize more on Android. It's usually how they phrase it, right? In my experience of talking to people, like they're like, Oh, I like the Samsung phone because I can change things around more, whereas iPhones you're like stuck into Apple stuff. I think people recognize that. And I think in spite of that, some people still like the managed ecosystem and that's why they buy Apple stuff, right? Like I I message, I think like I message maybe like, okay, you might get shamed, but honestly, not many people are texting anyways outside, especially outside the US, right? I think the iMessage thing is only like really an argument in the US, but, but like people will, people know that they're getting into like a walled garden, right? When they buy an iPhone and I think they're fine with it. Obviously, it doesn't mean that Apple should change their policies, totally should, right? But I think Epic's playing a little too much on like consumer ignorance, right? I think people realize that like yes, this com- this phone I bought from Apple is you have to do things the Apple way. And I'm fine with that. That's why I bought it. Or I'm not fine with it. I'll go back to my Samsung phone, right? Like I think they recognize that difference. And ultimately, like you can like people who listen to our show, most of y'all don't have iPhones for the reason of that you don't want to use the managed. You, you don't want to be stuck on Apple's rules, which is perfectly fine. And I don't, and I don't think it's because those of you listening are like so much more into computers that you recognize this. I think that no, you made the choice, you made the decision, like you made the, like you made the, like I guess ethical, not ethical. It's like a. Oh, I mean, you made an informed choice, right? You you might made an informed choice, maybe a slightly more informed choice, but an informed choice nonetheless. But that doesn't mean that other people are necessarily ignorant that or that or their choice might be slightly less informed. That doesn't mean that they are completely ignorant either, right? Like that's 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 the thing. That's the angle we're going at here. Like it's yeah, Epic is definitely playing on consumer ignorance for sure. Like that's a thing that they want to bank on. They want people to basically be like basically be like basically fighting a PR battle for them, being pawns, as you said before, like pawns using children as pawns, which is in itself a very ter- like a terrible thing to do. Honestly, like it's it's it's, it's bad. Uh, yeah, this is this is gonna this is gonna play out. This is this is gonna happen. People are comparing it to what Atari, right? I don't know the, what the Atari thing comparison is because I'm 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 not that old. Uh, well, like the the comparison is right, and this is sort of like I think I don't. This is just mostly like old white dudes on Twitter arguing about it. But but basically, the argument there is like they compare the iPhone to a more advanced version of the Atari PS. Instead of like plugging in cartridges and unplugging them to switch context, you're switching from apps to app on the phone, and that's the only way you really use the phone itself. Which, if I listen, listen, when I take a hit of the ganja, sure, that's a great argument, but I don't think it holds up that much. <laughs> I, I I don't think John Gruber is taking, <laughs> but sorry that, that 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 image of John Gruber taking a hit of uh, blood it just killed me. Sorry, um, <laughs> it's just the image of that in my head. Just just the visual image. Oh my god, just- bro, bro, bro! All right, we're gonna set the scene real quick. So oh it's John god. Gruber in nothing but like an undershirt, right? Oh my and god, and on his lap. On his lap is one of those flower power iMacs, oh but my it's God. turned into a bong. Oh God. So he's just lighting the iMac and ripping it. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Uh, yeah, but the Atari argument, uh, apparently like the video game industry crash of the, uh, of 1983 uh, was caused by Atari software flooding the market, right? Uh, I don't actually know the history behind this. So if anybody, in our audience is aware of the Atari 600 history and the video game market at that time. Uh, feel free to let us, uh, know what, what the, what the, I guess the relevant comparison points are. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm just like, this is, this is just Epic just is out for itself. I don't think Epic cares really about open platforms. Uh, Tim Sweeney just talking shit. Um, cause guess what? Guess what? Do you know one platform the Epic Game Store is not available on right on right now? 
your Pinebook Pro. You cannot get Epic Games Store on Arch Linux. So ultimately, really, what this is what this story is about is actually it's an anti-Linux narrative. All right. Are we are we doing the thing Epic does and, and mobilizing our our small Linux listener base? Listen, I'm mobilizing your I'm mobilizing all you Arch Linux users out there. All five of you, including that one person who runs it on the server for God knows why. Uh, <laughs> all right, we should. I think this is we are gonna like we have another topic, so we're gonna move on to that. But this is an ongoing uh, event. We obviously the the uh, hearing is next month, uh, like near the end of next month. Uh, so we're gonna be probably be back with more on that next, or if there are more events happening, we'll you know follow up uh, through through the next month or so. Uh, so now for Chess's uh, favorite topic, uh, <laughs> wanted to talk about this for a little bit. Uh, this is the uh, Surface Duo. So Chess, this is all you, really, to be honest. Uh, so so I'll let you I'll let you get started on this. Like, so what's up with the Surface Duo? What's happening? All right. So I guess I sort of introduce this topic. Um, I want to take us back to 2013 for a quick minute. <laughs> all all right. right, we have to go seven years back. So. Okay. <laughs> and so basically microsoft has been working on a surface phone in one way or another none of them have really ever shipped right but internally they've been working on them since before they bought nokia so around the time of the surface pro 3 i believe is like when once like windows 8 windows phone 8.1 came out when we first started hearing rumors about a surface phone and obviously they bought nokia they bought the lumia 950 i bought the lumia 950 it lasted like two hours off a of charge and got super hot so i returned it for an iphone and that's why i have an iphone and a mac right now but i love microsoft's hardware design right like i had the surface 3 i think like before we, we recorded parts of the podcast on that and so a surface 3 is great microsoft software ambitions always been not great but their hardware has always been great and specifically back when windows phone was in its prime right like the, the ideal that we all had on the Windows Phone subreddit, which I don't think still exists, is what if like a Surface but phone, right? Like what if the Surface hardware been in a slab phone? Wouldn't that be fire? And now seven years later, we have the Surface Duo. And sort of the journey of how it got here is this. Um, we talked about it a long time ago on the podcast. You, I can find the episode thrown in the show notes. But basically what Windows Core OS is, right? And it's basically the idea, it's what the Xbox runs right now, right? Where it's Microsoft started compartmentalizing Windows where you have a kernel, you can have different user lands on top of it, different networking stacks, all modular, right? And so you can package it together for a specific build of Windows. Azure, right? Windows Server on Azure can be configured in such a way that it's only the base kernel, some networking stuff, right? And it's still like a core kernel that's shared between all versions of Windows, but it's a specific build for Azure uh, that's not the same as Windows Server. And the Xbox, of course, runs, you know, base Windows kernel, some networking stuff, and then the game stuff, right? So, as a uh, with this effort, because beforehand, Windows Phone and Windows Mobile and Windows 10 and the Xbox and Azure are all different, like, implementations of the kernel they're running. So, it's sort of like engineering effort internally to unify it. And as a part of this is we have what's now known as Windows 10X. And then we also had another version of Windows for phones. Windows Windows 10 mobile, sort of what it was evolving into, was designed to be ran on the Surface Duo. Obviously, this runs Android now, but there were versions of it internally that were running Windows like 10X, but more mobile, right? It was like a bridge, sort of like based off the leaks that Windows Central and other places have put out from years back. It's more of like it was a mix of Windows Phone 10 plus what Windows 10X is sort of looking like right now. And Microsoft actually killed this phone. They killed it, and then like a year later, they brought it back, and they're like, what if we just put Android on it? So this hardware has been good and ready for a good couple of years now, and so now we finally have what the Surface Duo is, which is the closest thing to the courier that exists right now, and bruh, I fucking want one. So basically, what you get is super thin phone. Like, this phone is actually as thick, closed, as the camera bump on the Galaxy Note 20. Like, just the camera bunk. That is the thickness of the phone closed. Piece. Essentially, it's like a book, right, that opens up and has two screens. On the back of it, it is glass, which I kind of don't like. Like, apparently, the argument is that glass gives it more weight. Because if they use the same um, metal that they use in the service devices, it would have been too light. Because it's a smaller surface area. No pun intended. And so, you have this phone that opens up like a book has two i think it's like six inch screens five inch screens and you could fold them 360 right so you could fold it back to have it just be like a slab phone and there's also just a camera on it so you can fold it back to use the rear camera use the front camera and the implementation of the software is not that 
because there's two theories with folding phones. You have the theory of big phone gets bigger and then small phone gets smaller, right? Galaxy Z Flip and then Galaxy Fold. Ultimately, Microsoft's going for like a middle approach where it's like two phone screens next to each other that work more like dual screens on a computer work. Because ultimately, with the Galaxy Fold, the problem with the Galaxy Fold always is that who would want a regular phone that turns into an Android tablet, right? Like it's a fucking Android tablet. No one wants that. So how the Surface works is because it's two separate screens that have like a very thin line in the middle is that you can expand out to cover the whole display for one app if you want. But by default, it's a dual screen setup where basically you have one app running on one window, run up one app running on another window, right? You can multitask between them, drag and drop between them. You can swap it over. You can tile windows on the screen. And because it's all, it's still on the phone layout, it's not a bad time because Android phone layouts are still pretty good versus the tablet layouts. And ultimately, I, I think that like this sort of device outside of the hardware just looks fucking gorgeous. Like I am in love with this because I am in love with most things Panos Panay does. But I think like this is not a great phone, but sort of like the ideal version, idealized version rather, of what like those PDAs were back in the day, right? Because this has a magnetic latch for the Surface Pen, right? And and obviously it's not for everyone, but I feel like there is a place to have just like two screens on a phone for different tasks, right? Like even it's like, because I guess the question would be, why would I want two screens on my phone? Well, why do you want two screens on a desktop, right? Because you can have, obviously, I mean, this is saying, obviously you can have bigger screens, but if you have two screens, you can have like context switching, right? You can have one thing on one display, one thing on another. So like, for example, right, you can have Discord open for like a chat room and then like a live chat for a Twitch chat or whatever, right? Or the video playing. So you're not like in the Twitch chat or you can have the video on one screen and have the Twitch chat entirely on a different screen. So you can like chat, you can type in chat while, you know, watching it in a viewer in a bigger viewport. So or also you could have like, I mean, you could have a reference image open on the left and have like a sketch pad open on the right while you're drawing, right? Because this does support the full surface pen, right? It has a full touch layer for it. So there's plenty of uses for it. And honestly, this first one's using kind of a pokey processor, has like a weak camera, and the battery's like a little on the smaller side. But when this gets good, I'm like, I'm done with iOS. I'm switching to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Which look at the hardware, to, bro. He's switching look to Android. Hardware. Yeah, I would um, switch to Android over this because it's so fucking nice. I, I'm like I'm looking at the uh, MKBHD video on it, uh, and he's been uh, talking about how the, how good the hinge is. Uh, Microsoft has been, I mean, yeah, the hinge looks really cool, and it looks like it's a very uh, satisfying to use hardware wise. Uh, I'm just I just have multiple concerns about the software. Uh, it's like concerns as in like how is android gonna really like how are apps gonna support this dual screen device like how is it gonna well the thing is you don't have to right because android has multi-windowing apis that are on by default right if you build an android app for a modern android app you get multi-window and ultimately each screen fits in the each screen is a phone size screen right so if you put one app on one screen you're getting the phone layout the only thing I think you need to really have, you know, code and some support for is like if you're using the latest Android APIs, like for folding phones, you'll get stuff like drag and drop and some other multitasking stuff on by default. But that's given, right? If you update your app for all Android fold stuff, which is these are all the work that uh, Microsoft's done here is being upstreamed to AOSP, right? Like this is coming to all their Android phones. They're using a standard implementation of this, right? So I think, I mean, given it's Android, no one updates anything, but given I think it. If they, you know, assuming you're using like good quality Android apps, I think you're going to have a pretty good time software wise with this. Like, uh, yeah, and then it's, it's an, it's an interesting concept. I think that's all this is right now is, 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 it's an, I think a very well executed concept. I think this is a better, uh, better, I, better implementation of a dual screen phone than the Samsung Fold devices. Uh, or the LG case. <laughs> or the LG, or the LG, uh, LG, uh, or the Huawei, uh, did Huawei make one? Yeah, um, Huawei made X, and then you have the LG TriWing that just <laughs> rotating fucking screens. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I think this is a better hardware, uh, better hardware-wise, better implementation, and better execution of the concept. Uh, and I would be, like, I would love to, like, 
I would love to actually try one out to see what the software experience would be like. I think that's that's all I'll say on this. Like, I don't want to judge this too harshly yet. It is, I mean, the specs are not not the best, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, I mean, it's a first gen Microsoft product, right? So in general, you shouldn't buy a first gen Microsoft. No, do not, and it's also one thousand four hundred dollars, which uh, makes it uh, out of the range for most people. But I mean, if you're gonna get drip right, if we're talking about straight drip, this has so much more drip than a samsung note now hear me out this thing's gooey that's how much drip it has right like you walk with this on the street your boots are getting wet because of how much drip you got this analogy is really gross but this phone is really nice (laughs) it is it is for people who are first uh initial like first adopters of this kind of shit uh it's definitely not for people who should be buying a new phone normally uh this is not a normal phone um i mean it works like a normal phone it has a sim slot it has all the rest of it it's it has an oled display it has a battery that's not too not too great uh battery size of uh 3577 milliamp hours also has like a really pokey camera based off the results like like i said no one should really buy this until they get to like the third one right like they need the surface pro 3 version of this and then that's when i'm gonna hop on board yeah surface duo 3 yes we need the surface duo 3 before uh before this device is but for for, yeah but they seem to have nailed the hardware design on the first go it seems mostly right that's why i have faith in this right because if the hardware was bad and the software was great i would it'd be kind of right but you can always improve on software, right? Like, you, if but fucking up like a hardware design, that's harder to come back from. And also, the thing about this is like, according to all the leaks, this is apparently like Panos's baby. Like, the only reason this exists is because making this phone was his passion project. Like, according to all the folks at Windows Central, they're just like, yeah, this just this just exists because he wanted to make a phone. And it, Panos is kind of at the point where like. I imagine inside Microsoft, Panos is just sort of like, I want the Windows logo to be red, and it's just people just look at him and he's like. I guess I'm gonna have to make it red. <laughs> it just happens, yeah. Uh, they don't. I don't think they say no to Panos. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm just. This is one of those things. It's like, yeah, this is this is a thing. It's gonna be kind of cool to people in the tech sphere because it's a novel design um, for sure. Uh, which which means tech bloggers are going to be talking about it. Uh, bro, I'm going to have this with my Surface Pen, bro. I'm going to be dripping so bad. I'm going to have like, the Surface Pen. I'm going to be like, sketching stuff. I'm going to be drawing in spreadsheets and shit. Like, I don't even use spreadsheets. Sp- you don't even <laughs> use spreadsheets. I was about to say. Uh, you have never seen Excel in your life. Uh, Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> my prior job was doing sales stuff okay, and doing yeah, inventory yeah. and helping <laughs> at a, at a company. Actually, I can't say the name of the company. My prior job was doing stuff um, that revolved like inventory management systems for like um grocery stores and stuff i'm very familiar with inventory systems in excel don't don't cross me bro if there's one thing if there's one thing i got that i got that shot on is the it's it's the spreadsheet you know what i mean csv for life i think we're shitposting too much i think we just wrap this up yeah i think i think we should wrap (laughs) this up um as always show notes are gonna be on two shades of brown dot com uh you can find uh the contact address which is contact at two shades of brown dot com uh, email us with your uh, thoughts on the Surface Duo and the uh, Epic versus Apple stuff. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at PancakeCat at 10forward.social. And Joseph, where do people find you on the internet? You can find me online at website, And you could also find me posting about Cloudflare's outages today that technically are going through level three, but apparently CenturyLink and ISP owns a provider that's a base for like most of the internet, which is kind of fucky. You can find me being confused about that on Mastodon at trustfinder.xyz. Yeah. And with that, goodbye. Bye.